Hello and welcome to the debrief of Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. So I'm Mark Israel. I'm back um, with you, and uh, we just uh, came out at the interview of Petra Rees, the CEO and founder of uh, Y Toys. So, gentlemen, what are your thoughts about that? So, who wants to start? Thank you for having us, Mark. Really nice to really nice to listen to your conversation with Petra. And uh, yeah, one of the very first things that uh, that marked me there is when she said how they pivoted and accelerated a development that they were targeting for 2025. Um, and we basically created a platform that with the rich content. But what's beautiful about it is that the platform can be actually scaled into any other industry. And because of COVID and schools being closed, as you can imagine, oh yeah, our market disappeared right underneath our feet. Oh, um, the, yeah, we needed to pivot very quickly. And we realized that we had something that was very valuable. But in our minds, it was like conversation for like 2025. <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, and then suddenly people saying, no, 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 like, can you speak to us now? Because like, we couldn't get our goods from China and or Europe or wherever they were getting them, because obviously supply chains were disruptive and healthcare, wow. you know, face shields. And that's how it all started. So we actually repurposed that platform for healthcare. And now we actually have um, uh, pilots running and being very su successful in a kind of more remote part of Africa where we actually set up local manufacturers using our content, but with content relevant for what they need to solve for, whether it's healthcare or life manufacturing or agri and et cetera. So, you know, that's, that's something which, which COVID brought upon us, bad, bad so, and good. <laughs> and how all of this like got steered up and fast track, like hyper fast and implemented right now uh, because of the pandemic. And uh, I think a lot, a lot of business, including ourselves, can relate to that. You know, how, how uh, the pandemic has fast-tracked, for example, some digitalization plans that some businesses had. Like, yeah, we're going to step into that slowly. This will be the plan. Uh, we will roll it out. And then pandemic hits and it's boom. Like, the next day, the whole team, like, is now online and... Uh, it's something that I believe a lot of companies and startups can, can relate to. Um, another thing, another point which, uh, which Petra distilled and I find super interesting is um, when she said, like, if you feel that what you are doing is way too hard and you are actually not flowing into it, well, stop and question it. Just question it for a moment because uh, it, it gives you the opportunity to see if you are doing something wrong or maybe it's not wrong but you are just inefficient in the way you're doing it you know like it's true it is true uh, entrepreneurship is hard uh, you have a lot of challenges but if it's really really too hard if you feel like it's a daily struggle you are barely breathing you are like it's impacting your own health as a human being and you are not flowing into it well, just question it. Maybe what you're doing is very noble. It has a noble cause, really. It's a, it's, some, it's a product, it's a service that the world needs. But if it's killing you uh, as a human being, it's if it's taking a deep strain on you, like just question it. Question the way you are doing it. Question the efficiency of it. Uh, and I think that is very important. 
Uh, and it is something that I can relate to personally because sometimes um, I was just sharing with you right right before the podcast, guys. Like, uh, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm afraid to look at my emails because I feel like I feel overwhelmed. So, yeah. yeah, questioning the way the pattern and the operation, uh, the way I, I operate, is, is is something that can can give a different perspective and 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 lead to different solution and. Uh, and hopefully more efficient results. So yeah, I think this is this is something this is something that I have personally taken taken out of, of uh, all the insightful information that Petra gave. Like if it's too hard, take a moment to question it, question the approach, question the operation, question the efficiency. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, so um, for, for me, when, when I heard the episode, of course, I, I, I very much like yourself, Gerald, you know, was intrigued by her story about the way she pivoted and, and created a new company, actually, uh, for, for the 3D printing of medical supplies. And, and I thought that was, you know, a great pivot. And like, like you said, it was a blessing in, in disguise almost with, with the pandemic. Um, but it yeah. was her agility and her ability to capitalize on it that was really the telltale sign of a, of a, a good entrepreneur. Uh, and one thing that I think it also highlighted with that pivot was, and I definitely feel this across Africa, we definitely have, um, you know, this supply chain issue almost throughout the, the African content. And when she was talking about, you know, those hyper-local uh, markets and, and how difficult it is sometimes to, to get um, product services or materials into those areas, it, it does highlight one of our weaker aspects in, in the African ecosystem, which is also, for me, screams opportunity. So the fact that she's stepping in there with these new technologies, leveraging, you know, the 3D printing, um, it can help us leapfrog a lot of the traditional development that, that would be necessary for us to have these, you know, secure, uh, very secure supply chains like they have in America and so on, or, or like, in, you know, just in time in Japan where they don't stock anything, it arrives when you need it. I mean, if you did that in Africa, you would never produce anything. So uh, I think this is definitely something that, that there's opportunities there. And I think a lot more entrepreneurs um, in the African continent will be looking at that uh, to, to see how, it can be leveraged. And, 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 and yeah, and sorry, I'm stepping in here because I think that it, to me, and, and I think that we discussed, if I can remember as well, so we discussed this, uh, this company in Rwanda that delivers, um, you know, medicine with drones. Um, the interesting piece there is, and, and we talked a lot about innovation in previous podcasts. Mm -hmm. and, and when you look at, well, using drones to deliver things, where is the innovation? There is no innovation there. Okay, you know Amazon's talking about it for years, mm. um, but then they do something. They do something successfully, and then it starts to pollinate, basically, in other areas of the world. Um, and I think that even this this three D printing that that Petra was mentioning, um, now we are seeing more and more companies, uh, not because of COVID, but because of other 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 parts. That hey, you know what? I got that that thing that is broken uh, and it's because of the small part well if we can print that now you can basically repair and so the uh, programmed obsolescence that we're talking about can be overcome basically 
And so we can lengthen the time uh, of any, any kind of material. And that's, and I think it's a, that's a beautiful concept that, you know, we come up with the resilient side of the African continent and African people. And then we apply that to our reality and future reality in the world where resources are scarce. Man, the future belongs to Africa. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you, you know, you mentioned innovation there, and, and that kind of leads me on to that the other thing I took out from that that great interview you you had with Petra. She talks about creative problem solving, and, and that led to the, your discussion about the education system. Um, so that's how it started with us, and um, as a mom. Um, I realized that, uh, you know, one thing that the education system can't really fix today is to ensure that my kids are going to become creative geniuses and entrepreneurs, potentially, if they want to. If they don't want to, they still need to become creative geniuses <laughs> to fix some wicked problems that we're leaving for them. Um, and, um, and I realized that I'm not the only one. And yes, you know, we mentioned it a lot, how a lot of times that there are issues in the education system of how we encourage our our children to learn and how this is put through and for myself being very much in the innovation space you know my bread and butter is looking for creative solutions and creative problem solving which is something that is not necessarily seen as a key aspect of an educational journey and i think highlighting that fact and not just that she she highlighted it she identified it within her, her, her kids as well and wanting them to be creative geniuses, as she says. Um, but one thing she did was took action. She said, okay, how can I enable this creative problem solving or this, this creative mindset out within the school education? And I think you know, this le- lends to the STEAM programs that we see coming up around the world um, and these extracurricular activities to substitute the the maybe the shortcomings because it's a huge system it's very difficult to change it's like a big ship you can't change education all at once uh, it takes time um, but at the same time that's not to say you can't do anything about that and I think her approach to that was really really you know testament to her because she was saying okay I'll do something about it I want my kid to be more creative I want to give them the the thinking that that will help them in the future of the world I'm going to do something about it. And I think you know a lot of us can take can take some some pointers there and being like, don't just accept it, do something about it. And uh, I thought you know with why toys, it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, Gerald, go ahead. Yeah, and I completely agree with what Jason just said. And and um, another thing that Petra uh, distilled out and, and and shared with us is the moment they started broadening their vision, like they've gotten themselves mm-hmm. out of okay, we are facing a pandemic, we were producing this, we were into this line of business, now we cannot do it because of the pandemic. You know, all this narrative that companies have been through uh, when pandemic hit. What they've done, uh, they've broadened their vision and then it it led them to something completely amazing, you know, completely different from what they were starting, uh, a different line of business, uh, actually. But the fact of broadening their vision of taking like taking some step back and you know uh, looking over the clouds uh, have taken them to uh, to an amazing destination and and I think people should not be uh, afraid of doing that you know uh, 
yeah broadening your vision even if it takes you very far from your uh, comfort zone and very far from your initial yeah. initial plan yeah. but that, that was but that was an interesting actually uh, you know side tracking basically during the discussion um because when i prepared the interview so i was really focusing on on you know one thing and i think that when she started to explain you know how they started to to look into opportunities in the health sector um, and how they pivoted. So the whole conversation, you know, went over, well, <laughs> unfortunately, when we talk to, to startups, you talk about focusing. Yeah, you need to focus. No, don't look, don't look, no, look on the sides, focus. And then actually they managed to survive and strive because they did not focus. <laughs> uh, complete or or because, because they derailed their vision. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, and, yeah, they were and not to afraid that, to do it. So, yeah, yeah. but that, and, and that that drive that's what at one point you know I went back on the on the education piece uh, because that was the the original uh, of white toys and the fact that um, when I, when we talked about the fact that well kids by being um, exposed to 3d printing needs to force themselves to think in two dimension in three dimensions okay where a normal screen is just an interaction which is well ac except if you do in you know, a virtual reality or extended reality but um, but the thing is that basically you think in 2D and then now you're forced to think in 3D. And so you, you, you apply things. And, and on top of that, something that we haven't talked about is the kinesthetic aspect as well. You, you start creating things that you can touch. It's not, and it, it, it's really linking the digital world to the physical one. Okay, and it's like robotics and what uh, Jade is doing in the field of robotics, for example, with Play-Doh. I think it's it's really helping people to realize and the kids to realize that hey they can do something they can build something, and it goes into what you're saying, Gerald. It's say we can do things, we can act. It's not just being passive. So I loved it. Yeah, and it's that link between the theory side of things and the practical side of things. You know. Um, getting your hands dirty with all of that for a child engages them so much more than it's like, you know, read the book or, or, or necessarily not being having those two aspects linked. And like you say, yeah, I think that is key to, to moving that thinking forward. And, and she raises, you know, some, some really good points on that. Cool. Gentlemen, thank you very much. It was uh, enjoyable to debrief with you. So, uh, and thanks for, all of you tuned up and listened. Um, so you've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, uh, co-founder and CEO of the Talk Collective, the company behind Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. And today we had the pleasure to debrief with Jason and Gerald about uh, my interview with uh, Petra Reese from White Toys. So don't forget, leave us five stars and uh, we look forward to being with you again next week. Ciao.